recording. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm recording too. Just, okay. you know, been reading crazy Wikipedia. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I just finished watching the most depressing SNL Christmas episode that I think I've ever watched. And it would have been depressing had I not... I mean, it would have been depressing regardless, but, like, knowing all the shit that went into it and how they had... Okay, well, I feel like we should probably introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Gilda. (laughs) And I'm Steph, and this is Saturday Night High, the podcast where we get high and talk about Saturday Night Live, which last night was not even live. No. It was not live, and when it was airing, I was in a Target parking lot doing things that are way, way, like, a woman of my age should not be doing the things that she was doing, but, you know, here we are, and, um, yeah, I'm high tonight, I'm a little bit drunk, and this episode was stuff of fucking nightmares, so... First of all, I think a woman of any age can do anything. Um, <laughs> second of all, <laughs> when this was airing, I was fucking um, asleep. I was out like a, a little light. Like I took an edible and I just, oh shoot, I was out. Um, so I've also just done the same thing today, but I took another edible. Hee <laughs> hee. So I'm ready to record. So I got on a plane yesterday, approximately seven, eight hours after I was supposed to have gotten on a plane, but... I was sleepy. And so I get on a plane and I knew that the ca- they were like, okay, we're not going to have an audience. It's going to be a limited casting crew. Okay. So I'm like, all right. So it's going to be a small SNL. And then I get off the plane. The plane was supposed to have Wi-Fi and it fucking didn't. It was broken. I was so oh, upset. That's horrible. It was horrible. I get off the plane, and it's like, okay, so SNL, it was going to be a limited cast and a limited crew, but actually, it was all pre-taped. Tina Fey stood in for Colin Jost on Weekend Update, and most of it was clips of previous Christmas episodes. Most of it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Like, that's what, the the clips of Christmas episodes is what's supposed to air, like, the week of Christmas. Or, seeing as Christmas is next Saturday, this is what should be airing next Saturday night. But because of Omicron, um, we got a fucking hodgepodge stitched together episode where I think we had three or four new sketches, but even then it was like, what? So... Yeah. yeah, I marked down in my notes like which ones were uh, reruns. I'll try and count and get a little total for the end of this episode. Um, if I feel like it, I might forget. Who Good. knows? But I uh, <laughs> I want to believe <laughs> that like they were supposed to do the Kissing Family sketch and that just fucked them up in the worst week. Hey, it totally just broke up. And yeah, I mean, you said something about the Kissing Family. And I was like, okay, yes, I wanted there to be a kissing family tonight. But like two days ago, I was like, oh shit, we're in the middle of, in the middle. I don't even know where the fuck we are at in terms of this pandemic. We could be in the middle. We might be at the beginning. Who the fuck knows? Time is fake. Um, But I realized a couple days ago, it was like, yeah, they probably can't have a kissing family because germs. (laughs) 
But like, I was like, okay, maybe COVID kissing family and they'll all have masks on. But even that, even that wasn't the case. Yeah, that's why I'm literally about to pull up to the family functions next week wearing a mask because I do not trust good anything at all. And I mean, as someone, I was just sick last week and my mother, who has Me requested <laughs> the pseudonym Jane, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. Jane. Okay. Jane. Yeah. So my mother Jane was out here and I got sick and I got this from my coworker. But it was the weirdest, shortest cold I've ever had. And it was like, I felt a little sniffly. And then I started sneezing. And then for three days, I was absolutely down for the fucking count. And then I was fine again. And I was like, what the fuck? That was so strange. Like, normal cold, but it was strong. Like, I mean, we've all been wearing masks for a year and a half. So, like, almost two years at this point. So, like, I was just like, all right, my immune system shot. Yeah, I'm so scared for my immune system. (laughs) Sorry, I'm tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I slept for 12 hours. Oh, that's so nice. Me too. (laughs) It was so good. I read an article that was like, if you've just had the weirdest, shortest cold of your life, there's a very real chance you've had Omicron. And it was like, okay. So there's a very real chance the cold I had this past week because it was so It was unlike any other cold I've ever had. Like, it hit me, and it was strong, and then it was gone. And I'm boosted, so maybe that was why, but Jane and I had the exact same responses. And, uh, yeah, so Omicron, thanks for fucking up my world and fucking up SNL this week. Yeah, according to um, Standby Line on Twitter, there were supposed to be a few more special guests in addition to who we had. They were supposed to also have John Hamm, Jimmy Fallon, and Candace Bergen. I saw Candace Bergen, and I was like, Queen! Oh my god! Like, yes, I would have fucking killed yeah. for a Candace Bergen cameo. What? So, they, okay, and we can get into the episode at some point, but they talked about, like, I think it was Tom Hanks that said to Paul Rudd, congrats on hosting 4.5 times, or four and a half times, and I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Like, this isn't a real hosting game. Like, he can join the five timers no. club because he was supposed to, but no. <laughs> um, but like, please have him back next time. Like he needs to do next Christmas, and that needs to be his fifth time. Anyway, go on. Yeah, he deserves next Christmas. I saw a Reddit post that was like, uh, "This was a good." new sort of format for the compilation episodes you know it's not exactly um regular snl episode material but it would be a good way for them to do the compilation episodes going forward having like people like talking about them i loved the little like anecdote tina fey gave um and i guess we could start talking about like the cold open which wasn't really cold open at all it was like the only monologue that we really had um it was tom hanks yeah, it was. So Tom Hanks comes out. He's wearing his five-timers uh, jacket or robe or whatever you would call it. And he gives thanks to, you know, the people watching. He thanks the surviving crew members, which I laughed at. Um, so our Christmas show knew five times COVID. Oh, 
Okay, so I was taking notes on my phone because my tablet was dead and then I switched over to the tablet, but he, Tom Hanks said something about COVID came early this year. Um, so SNL sent home the cast and I, the cast and crew, and I flew 3,000 miles because if you thought there were, I was going to pass up an opportunity to be on TV, um, he said he started the Five Timers Club, and then he introduces Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd came out and I started cringing because it just, it was like, why are we doing this? If we had to send the cast and the crew home, why are we still pre- like, can we please just say, okay, we're postponing Paul Rudd to the season finale? Like, what would have been the issue with that, Lorne, you stubborn fuck? Yeah, he, Paul Rudd himself just, like, looked a little bit disappointed as the whole thing was happening. And it was just kind of sad to watch, like, a whole episode with no... It really was. Like, like the, there was as much of a supportive audience as there could be. And I really liked how they did it in Weekend Update. But it was just, like, really depressing to watch. It, it was so depressing. And you could tell, I mean, yes, he joked, oh, I'm extremely disappointed, but, like, you could tell he actually was, because joining the Five Timers Club... Excuse me, I'm drinking Diet Coke, so I'm burpy. Um, joining the Five Timers Club on SNL is no small deal. And, like, this was supposed to be the fucking... It's the Christmas episode! We all look forward to it! It's, like, the thing we all look forward to after the season fin- or season premiere! So, like, you want it to be this big, grand spectacle spectacle and it was fucking five people on a stage and it's like okay so tina fey paul rudd michael che tom hanks and keenan thompson right right and then they had um steve martin and martin short skype in briefly yes (laughs) skype in briefly and martin steve martin was talking about the quote unquote congrats to it was Tom Hanks, but they would cut it oh my and God. Then insert Paul Rudd shortly after. That was great. He said Tom Hanks. It was absolutely fucking hilarious. And Martin Short being there was even better. And then Martin Short or Steve Martin pushing him out of the screen. He's like, oh, I'm part of the Five Timers Club. And he has Steve or he has Martin Short. And he's like, no, I've only hosted three times. And he's just Steve Martin just pushes him out of the scene. And I cackled. That was funny. It was like one of the three times I laughed tonight. Yeah, I agree. The laughs were few and far between. We started off with what they said was a pre-tape, but honestly, it felt like something that was supposed to be a live sketch. Uh-huh. It seems like they might have just started recording a rehearsal um, for some reason. <laughs> And that was exactly my thought. Yeah. I was like, what? this doesn't feel like a pre-tape. The way it's cutting feels like it needs to be live. And it's like, okay, so what? They knew on Wednesday or Thursday there probably wasn't going to be a show. So they just started taping shit. Is that what we did here? I think so. And I liked that they showed the crew wearing all their masks because that just kept me grounded in reality. Um <laughs> It was a pretty good sketch, though. It would have been better with a laugh track. I hate to say it. Well, the th- okay, so it would have. I mean, it would have been better with a live audience. I am very happy they didn't put a laugh track in tonight. Oh well, yeah, no, a fake one. I would have been upset. Because, 
Right, like, I, right, exactly. So people were like, oh, thank God they're not putting in a laugh track. Like, they're just letting it stand as it is. We acknowledge this is awkward and not how it's supposed to be. But yeah, I was happy they didn't use a laugh track, but it would have been better live for fucking sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went from... It was basically just... I was just going to say, it was just disgusting euphemisms for creating children. It was A.D. Bryant and Kate McKinnon being like, I want Kelsey to be full of my son. I want my son's stuff and Kelsey. And it was like, they wanted grandchildren. And I'm like, ew, gross. They were really saying the most. (laughs) Um, But then, I was going to say, then Tina Fey says dick as she's introducing the next sketch, which is dick in a box. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that she said yeah. it, but they bleeped it out. <laughs> I don't know that I, I say I recorded it on my uh, I, I Hulu recorded it, so I didn't hear it bleeped. Um, but something about Keenan said "Mighty Ducks Forever, bitches," and I laughed. But and I understand they were showing Christmas sketches. I get that. But why not show cut sketches from this year? Things that were cut for time. Please don't destroy sketches that were cut. Fuck, Angelo was cut last week, and it was a Christmas sketch. Show that, for fuck's sake. At least it's current cast members, not something that aired 15 years ago. Yeah, some of the things that they showed were like, we just did not need to see these, honestly. It was just like, so you had nothing else to show, is that it? Um that's kind of the vibe that I got. But we did have a few current sketches like the next one, An Evening with Pete, which takes place in 2054. And this one, I am not sure about this. This is just pure speculation. But was the um, Colin Jost bot Aerosol Latari? Because that was my vibe. Um, it was a... <laughs> I don't... I don't know. He It was like a wax figure that caught on fire. I don't know if it was Aristotle Atari because that's one of the people that I read was seriously sick with COVID and definitely wouldn't be right. on the show this week. So it was him, Kyle, Colin, and Sarah Sherman, I believe. Um, I, yeah, I laughed at Paul Rudd being like, here's a piece we finished finished filming at 5 a.m. with Colin Jost, sort of. And that was, yeah, Jesus. This whole thing just felt pieced together. Like they were trying to scrap together things for a show. And I really wish Lauren wasn't a stubborn fuck because they could have just said, hey, we're re-airing Christmas sketches and we'll be back in fucking February or some shit. Anyway, sorry, this just... Yeah, like, as far as Christmas sketches go, this was simply not my favorite. Um, And I'm glad that we got some live sketches in last week's episode. Fuck, I mean, last week, it's like, okay, fine, we didn't get a Christmas show this week, but last week sure as shit felt like it, especially with the fucking, like, it was the Christmas, A, it was all excuse me, decorated for Christmas, but it's like they were strobing the wreaths and garlands for Billie Eilish's performances. That's my Christmas episode as far as I'm concerned. Um, 
this pre-tape had Chloe... And okay, for a cast that's having a COVID outbreak, there were a fucking lot of people in this sketch. Yeah. Like, Chloe Feynman and Andrew Dismukes were like, who's the audience for this? I think James Andrew James Austin Johnson was there. Mm-hmm. Um, the gift that Paul Rudd, the quote-unquote old <laughs> writer for Pete, it was a box of weed. And the one quote of this that stood out was Pete Davidson's like, you know how I'm a sex symbol for reasons nobody can understand? And I burst out laughing because I don't understand it, but I get it. Yeah, that was a good line. Um, They followed this up with two reruns of sketches. It was this Santa and his elves little um, Mm -hmm. sexual situation and then this way too long global warming Christmas special, just too long for my intention span in 2021. I can't do it. Yeah, no. Okay, so the naughty elves, the kinky elves, whatever the fucks, whatever we want to call it. I remember watching that live and dying laughing at half of it and not understanding the other half because I was a young innocent at that point. But... I got it now. Oh, shit. Can we pause? Yeah. Hey, sorry, everyone. Gilda's sugar daddy called because that's basically what he is at this point. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, hey, he didn't come. He didn't come on the weekend. He paid for the. So that's kind of the definition of what that is. So, Basically. Yeah. Um, it was Kinky Sub Elves. Good old Saint Dick Nick was mentioned at some <laughs> point. Uh, Ryan Gosling talked about a candle and is this dr- to drop wax on our privates with? A.D. Bryant said, when you're done, you can snow all over us. And I'm like looking at this sketch now being like, oh, my God, you were a child when you first saw this. And then Santa, Bobby Moynihan, is like 3,000 years. Was it A.D. Bryant or Melissa Villasenor who had that line? Not Melissa Villasenor. Oh, my fucking God. What's her name? Vanessa. Oh, my God. What's her name? Byers. Right? Vanessa Bryant, it wasn't, God, it wasn't A.D. Bryant, it was Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer, forgive me, Jesus. Uh, um, oh, we have shit connection again, because this is what happens when we record on vacation. Recording again. Hey. All right, let's try this this way. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, it, it was not A.D. Bryant. It was Vanessa Bayer. Sorry, the last name with B's, you know, and I'm also not of a right mind right now. So, um, yeah, when you're done, you can snow all over us. And then Bobby Moynihan as Santa said 3000 years ago, I would have torn into all of you. And I fucking screamed laughing. And that was the last time I laughed during that sketch. I did like um, seeing Ryan Gosling like trying not to laugh. That was pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. I fucking love it when Ryan Gosling hosts because he literally, j- it's just like a, let's see how we can make Ryan Gosling giggle fest. It is great. It's great. Anyway. The weekend update, uh, 
immediately vibes were different. Wait. Did we talk about... Wait. Oh, Christmas wait, Oh, my God. <laughs> did we um, talk about... Fifth, yeah. We talk, okay, we need to talk about the global warming Christmas special with Mike Myers as Carl Sagan and Tom Hanks as Dean Martin. And I guess this was the fifth time he hosted because I am in the middle of nowhere and my signal is shit and the Wi-Fi is not working. So... Yeah, we had the Global Warming Christmas special, which aired in 91. Uh, Tom Hanks was hosting for the fifth time. He portrayed Dean Martin, where Mike Myers portrayed Carl Sagan. And I don't know why they thought a Christmas global warming sketch was a good idea, but here we are. Like, literally... They could have aired something clause. I don't know why they went with this. I mean, yes, Tom Hanks, but why? Yeah, this just bummed me out that we've allowed climate change to get worse since uh-huh. this aired in fucking 1991. Um, so, yeah, just not great all around. Um, <laughs> no. It's like, woo, my entire life, they've done nothing. Yeah, literally. Great. Jack shit. No, they've been talking about it. The entire time, like even in the those classic episodes, I feel like they call they talk about it, right? At one hundred percent. Oh, this world is so fucked. Um, <laughs> Dana Carvey was Paul McCartney. Uh, there was also Linda McCartney. I don't know who was portraying her. Uh, Kevin Nealon may have been in this sketch. Ralph Nader was also there, and Chris Farley. Like, what the fuck? I did not expect Chris Farley, but here we are. 2021 we had chris farley on our tv yeah um and then we went back to having tina fey on update um in 2021 but it was such a weird update there was no graphics and they didn't even have the desk which i mean i respect like they didn't want to have the extra crew there to do that but like they just move the desks themselves i don't know am i like a stickler for wanting the desk so bad um <laughs> it just really it, it triggered me not seeing the desk there and and they were just sitting it in the dark so chairs i was like oh this weird. is horrible and sad yeah yeah it was michael che and tina fey Ooh, that rhymes um <laughs> che and fey covid robbed us of a christmas joke swap and i was livid And I mean, of course I want everyone to be healthy and happy and all that shit. But at the same time, I live for Christmas joke swap. Like, I fucking hope we get a joke swap when they come back because of this. Like, maybe my priorities are not exactly in order, but here we are. Yeah, I have to imagine that they've already written it. So they'll give it to us eventually. But it was just really sad we didn't get that. And also, even, like, Michael Che, he was just wearing, like, a hoodie, but then he had over that his <laughs> jacket. It looked really fucking, like, COVID. It, yeah, it was like, okay, I'm here for 20 minutes to tape this, and I'm leaving so we don't get sick. So, like, did all of them, like, draw the short straw? I know they joked about, oh, a Louisiana judge was caught on tape using the N-word, which makes me wonder why am me and Keenan the only cast members here, which I genuinely laughed at. Best but line, I think, of the night. I, honestly, though, it really was. Um, yeah. Uh, the Nintendo creator died. Doctors made multiple attempts to blow on him and stick him back in. 
Uh, after 37 NFL players test positive for COVID, hopefully the Jets booster shots come with a little bit of steroids. As a Jets fan, I related to that, and honestly, I hope for that too. Um, <laughs> I, okay, so there were quite a few good lines in this. In that there were okay, you can get you can get abortion pills through the mail. And due to the global supply chain issues, they should arrive just in time for your child's first birthday. Yeah, um, I think it really must have been hard for Faye and Che, haha, to have like had to do all these jokes with such mm-hmm. a small audience. But it was nice seeing, um, you know, Keenan Thompson, Paul Rudd, and Tom Hanks there supporting them and laughing. It felt really intimate. Um, and it it was just, like, so emblematic of what the episode was. Oh, Christ. And then another emblem of the episode <laughs> is the next sketch. <laughs> oh, Christ. Turn the page. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> this, this felt weird, too. I, I don't... Wait, what? I don't want to capture notes. What the fuck, my iPad is going nuts. I feel like, and I said this on Reddit, this would have been cut for time in a normal episode. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. It would have been cut for time. This was painful. It was Paul Rudd, Kyle Mooney, Kenan Thompson, A.D. Bryan, Charlie XCX. And it was Kyle Mooney, he wants to buy a pair of socks for his mother. But he doesn't have enough money. <sighs> Sorry, I'm exhausted. I don't. Again, I don't know why. I slept so much today. Me too. Um, and then Paul Rudd was like, um, and then I had to ask about this bird. He gives he gives Kyle the money for the socks, and then it turns to the bird, and it's TJ Rocks and the Junkyard Boys, which was Charlie XCX. And then Paul Rudd proposes to the mother, A.D. Bryant, the mother of Kyle Mooney, and she says yes. It was fucking weird. This totally would have been fucking cut for time, and I am so angry that this is what fucking made it to air for this weird Christmas episode. Like, ugh. Yeah, I feel bad for Charlie XCX after seeing her commit to this bit, um, because she did seem genuinely bummed out that she didn't get to be the musical guest for the episode. Um, I mean, yeah, I would be too. Yeah, same. It's fucking horrible. Um, but the next little bit, I had never seen this. Um, and I thought it was really cute how Paul introduced it, saying that he had done it as a speech in his class. Like, that was a really cute anecdote. I hope it's true. Um, and it was Steve Martin and his holiday wish. This was, like, actually really funny for me. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't have much to say about this other than, okay, I guess, uh, I can't wait to see this again when we cover it in terms of a classic, but (laughs) I I just, I I don't know. I, again, this is one of those moments where I was like, well, they could have just said Omicron is overwhelming New York City. We're scrapping tonight's episode. We'll see you in February. Like. Yeah, I think SNL is just sort of setting an example for what, like, we as society kind of have to go through and that, like, this virus is getting bad again, like, March 2020 levels, and we still have to just 
go into work like it's normal. Um, uh-huh. But obviously not feeling thrilled about it. Uh, no, not thrilled about it at all. I yeah. work in one of the least vaccinated counties in my state. And they're like, well, it's just the cold now. It's not. Yeah, I also work with an unvaccinated population. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least the unvaccinated population you work with, they're unvaccinated because they can't be, whereas the unvaccinated population I work with, they're unvaccinated because they're conservative as fuck and they're stubborn. Yeah, that's pretty fucking terrible. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And I bet when they're not wearing their masks, it's not because they're just being, you know, silly. (laughs) Oh, God. I... I, uh... I can't believe I have to go back to work in two days. Anyway, uh, we go into the duo of Caleb and Monty, which was Paul McCartney and Martin Short. Now, again, I remember watching this episode live that Martin Short hosted. Paul McCartney was the musical guest, and it was fucking incredible. And this sketch led into, okay, so it was Caleb and Monty and Paul McCartney couldn't fucking play the triangle at the right time. And then after however many times of going through this, the walls pull away and Paul McCartney runs to the stage and they play Wonderful Christmas Time and everybody's fucking dancing and laughing and there was so much happiness. And I don't know if it was a rights issue, but the fact that they played the sketch part and not Wonderful Christmas Time really fucking irritated me because Wonderful Christmas Time was the part that made the sketch make sense. So that was a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) But with the Martin Short... Because it ended with best of luck to your solo career. And then the walls drew apart and Paul McCartney jogged to the stage. And then they played the Christmas song and it was great and I loved it. And that is still one of my favorite all time SNL Christmas episode moments to this day. And so seeing it cut short made me sad. That's it. Yeah, Reddit seemed to think it was a rights issue. That makes the most sense because it's really sad that they would do that. It really, I mean, yeah, fine. It it was a rights issue, but Jesus Christ, if you had to scrap the entire episode, fucking pay for the. Three and a half minutes. I don't care. Yeah, for real. What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's not. It's not like the production costs of this episode were ridiculous. Well, I would like to hope that they still paid the cast and crew who didn't show up. Um, I'm pretty sure they have I to. Hope. I don't know. I don't know. I fucking hate the pandemic. I wanted a Christmas episode. This weekend sucks. Anyway, it's fine. Gilda's working through shit, but she's still a functioning human being. So, you know, that's better than two months ago. Um, <laughs> we're all just coping out here. We're trying. Um, we had Eddie Murphy with the North Pole News Report. Again, remember seeing this as well. Granted, this is only a few years ago, but... This was an okay cut. That like I was fine with this being on the show. It was recent. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought this was a good sketch to include. I was not entirely sure why they included the adult One Direction fan sketch. I mean, I love it, but like it really didn't fit the Christmas vibe. 
No. The only reason they included it was because Paul Rudd hosted the fucking Christmas sketch a decade, or the Christmas sketch, Jesus. <laughs> the Christmas show. Dude, Gilda's drinking. Gilda's going out to a hot tub after this, and she's going to watch Succession. So that's about where we're at. The glass that saw ooh fuck ooh. <laughs> I'll bleep it um the glass that Steph saw me drinking out of is filled with makers right now and I am living my best motherfucking life so um no the, nice. the only line from the Eddie Murphy sketch that I was like again I remember watching it Eddie Murphy's like I don't know those elves I don't work with those elves but those elves are gone <laughs> And so Mikey Day, excuse me, Mikey Day's like, I can confirm the casualties, or there might be casualties. And Eddie Murphy's like, I can confirm the casualty right now. Look at this leg. Bears are popping limbs in their mouths like Skittles. Again, really fucking funny. And then this is, it was the part of this sketch that I'm pretty sure this is how this sketch was born, was there was some kind of crisis and a black man was being interviewed by the local news and he said that a white girl ran up to him and that's how he knew how bad it was. And Eddie Murphy said, a white teenage elf ran up to me, a black elf in sweatpants, to keep her safe. And I was like, yeah, I remember that news. I remember that news clip. Shit's bad. Yeah. I am so glad that Eddie Murphy came back to host in 2019 because his comedic timing is so fucking great. Like, I, I liked seeing the sketch again. Oh, absolutely. And having seen it then, but rewatching it now, it's it's better now than it was then. I, I can't explain it, but I remember there was an SNL podcast I used to listen to. It was Mike Ryan and his friend I can't remember who but they stopped because Mike Ryan's dad was like hey come and visit me this weekend and Mike Ryan was like no I have work work being SNL and then his father died that weekend and so he was like well SNL is not worth that and they stopped the podcast And he stopped doing the SNL scorecards, which is completely within his right. Um, And then when Eddie Murphy came back to host, he and his podcast partner were like, okay, we're doing one more episode of the podcast Mm because none of us could have seen this coming. Um, And that was that episode. They then, as you said, played the Paul Rudd One Direction sketch, which I see no reason why other than he hosted the Christmas episode a decade ago, and it was when One Direction was the musical guest, and yes, it was funny, but it was also a fucking decade ago. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, Then there was uh, Now That's What I Call Christmas, which... Had you seen this before? Yeah, I've seen this before, and I've okay. seen um, some of the cast members in it before in this very season, and it really put into, perspective, it put into perspective for me, like, oh shit, they've been here a very long time. It's time, it's time yes. to really think about packing up, guys. Uh-huh. Do you see what I mean? Like, I rem- again, I remember watching this sketch live. This was the holiday episode that Jimmy Fallon hosted in 2010 or 11, May, I want to say it was 10 or 11. I don't think it was 12. Um, but yes, it was like seeing Cecily Strong as Alanis Morissette 
and seeing Kyle Mooney as Axl Rose, I'm like, wait, I saw this when it aired and they're still here. What is going on? Yeah, Kate McKinnon Shakira twice. Mm-hmm. We had Jay Farrow like, as I love DMX. them all, but like, oh Yeah. <laughs> um, Kate McKinnon's Shakira saying, this time for Santa Claus, <laughs> instead of this time for Africa. <laughs> it makes me laugh as much as it did then. Um, and then I think we had Jimmy Fallon as Pitbull, and I'm like, isn't that problematic? Like, he was called out for blackface, why wasn't he called out for this? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it was before this, the next bit, that Tina Fey shared a memory of the wardrobe department gifting her this little Christmas outfit for her daughter made out of like a juicy suit. Very sweet little anecdote. And I love that she talked about how great the wardrobe department is because they are seriously fucking stars should they do every week uh, yeah i mean i could not god the the sh- truly what they do every week is just mind-blowing i am obviously not a sewer so i can't do that shit um but she introduced she was like well the costume department was was making this they in, they gave it to me and what was playing on the screen was this and they then played uh, the Funhouse TV sketch, which apparently aired for the first time on December 17th, 2005. No, I didn't watch this live, but I remember seeing it online the next day because my mother played it on some Yahoo or whatever fucking news recap. And I just remember, I, I can remember where I was standing and watching it and thinking it was funny. It was... Uh, Funhouse TV Christmas Time for the Jews, which was sung by Darlene Love, who she has the ultimate Christmas song. I believe it's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Hang on. Darlene Love Letterman Christmas. Oh, come on. Yeah, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Darlene Love would always perform this for the Letterman Christmas, one of the Letterman Christmas shows. And so she performed it for the last, she said it was the last time she'd perform it live on his show because it, she just, it was his favorite song. She was the favorite performance of his. She did it every year, but she did in 2005 christmas for the jews and it's fucking hilarious it was pretty great um it's it's yeah. still funny it's aged well it's 15 years old and it's still funny yeah that's a good classic and i'm just now remembering how i said i was gonna like count how many we had um bear with me <laughs> yeah so it's looking like um wait let me let me try and um reduce this fraction give me a second <laughs> we don't need fra- okay give me numbers I so four out of seven the, no 14 it was eight sketches? of them were um classic reruns oh my god so only oh my god so that is more wait, than 14? half Okay, Four, so I had 14 over. different, like, segments in my... Yeah, I counted that as one. Oh, you counted the cold open? Okay. Four, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> two. 
<laughs> it was something. Holy shit, you're right, there were 14. Oh my god. It didn't seem like 14, it felt way longer than that. Also, way less. So there were four yeah. out of 14 that were new? Um, six, I think is how that math works out. No, okay. What? A cold open, which wasn't really a cold open, because there was no live from New York. Because it wasn't fucking live. Um, no, but it was a written series of jokes, so I counted it. <laughs> okay, that that is valid. So we have that, and then we had the first sketch, the home goods sketch. We had the evening with Pete Davidson, which is three. Weekend update, which is four. Christmas socks is five. I have five. Five um, new things? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just realized I am so high that on one page, I counted the classics, and on the other page, (laughs) I counted it. I was like, I don't understand. I'm looking at the things. It's like one, two, three... Four, five. There were only five new things this sketch. This episode, so five out of 14. That is tough. This episode, not the sketch. Jesus, yeah. Five out of 14. Y'all, Lauren, you're a stubborn bitch. Yeah. Um, Okay, so there was the report that Lauren tested positive, and then people were like, no, that's absolutely not true. Bullshit. If 60 fucking people at SNL tested positive, Lauren probably did too. But Lauren has access to monoclonal antibodies, so he's gonna be fine. Like, if Omicron takes Lauren from us, I will be fucking livid. That being said, this shouldn't have fucking happened. Yeah. Um, this yeah. Ep- ended with um Paul Rudd. And he, this, what he said ended up being uh, quoted on the SNL Instagram. And it was something about how the beauty of the show and also life is that is unexpected. And it's like, that's like one way to look at yeah. it. And that's, I guess, that's a nice outlook to have. But that's just not how I was feeling after this episode. No. And it's like we were all amped for the Christmas episode all week. And so for it to be fucking like scuttled and scrapped in the six hours prior was extremely jarring because no matter what like the christmas episode of snl it's a constant and even in covid even last year there was a christmas episode but yeah i uh said what a crazy week and even crazier day it wasn't it wasn't the christmas show you expected no fucking shit but like life, it's unpredictable. Che was giggling at good nights, and that may have been the best part of the show. Um, I want to say kudos to the sax and piano players for taking one for Omicron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, the good nights made me laugh because they were all like air elbowing and fist bumping, but it also made me really fucking sad because 
it should have been a full cast and it should have been a beautiful episode filled with Paul Rudd and amazing cameos. And um, yeah, I don't even know what to make of it. Like people were talking on Twitter, like, how do we rate this one? And it's like, I don't fucking know. Like it wasn't a real episode, but it wasn't not a real episode because there was some original shit, but it's just unprecedented. So I don't know what stood out to you tonight. What was your favorite or what was your nope of the night? Um, well, I just want to say, like, I did really enjoy the moment where Paul Rudd was misquoting Forrest Gump. That was a cute little moment. And it just sort of made me sad that we didn't get to see Paul Rudd hosting an actual episode. Um, and also, in addition to their, like, sort of socially distanced, like, elbow fives and shit, I really loved... Tina Fey and Paul Rudd dance or waltzing from across the stage. That was that was cute. Love to see it. Um, but I think I guess if I'm gonna say like what didn't work for me this night, it would just be um the night. <laughs> it wasn't work for me, it was everything. Like as a whole, I just mm. I think they should have canceled it just as we should like cancel like not not cancel life not like kill ourselves but like like you know have another lockdown but that's not gonna happen (laughs) sorry sadly it's not gonna happen um but yeah I really wish they had just said you know what Omicron has wiped us out we're scrapping this week's episode and Paul Rudd and Charlie XCX will host the season finale. Like, that would have felt completely appropriate. Um, yeah, I... This, the whole vibe of this show was weird, and as I said, once I realized it wasn't even going to be live, um... <laughs> I, I just got a text for you. Um, uh, I still think, um whatever the fucking bird Christmas sucks thing that fucking sucked. And I think they were grasping at straws and I think the cast were so sick that they were just like trying to make something happen because even that felt pieced together. Um, I don't know that I had a runner up because what the fuck is there to be like, I enjoyed seeing the nets. Now that's what I call Christmas again. I enjoyed Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, that's what I had for my little runner-up but like again it, it doesn't feel like a regular you know episode so I can't rate it as such no and it's like yeah exactly it's like this isn't what I thought I'd be recapping so how am I supposed to judge this like this is unprecedented um yeah yeah, I mean, my highlight was Weekend Update. Yeah, Weekend Update. But that's what I've been saying for the past few weeks anyway, so it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> what else is new, bitch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of me is like, cool, they brought back Tina Fey. That's awesome. She was in New York, whatever. But like, I... <sighs> And I, as a feminist, I feel bad saying this, but, like, I wish they had brought back Seth Meyers, or, I don't know, I just, Tina Fey is not my favorite update host, so that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, my favorite would have been 
uh, Caleb and Monty, Paul McCartney and Martin Short, but they didn't include Wonderful Christmas Time. So I'm going to say my favorite was Eddie Murphy's North Pole News, News Report because I laughed out loud even though I'd seen it before. And yeah. Yeah, his delivery gets me every time. Yeah, and that was the anticlimactic end to the 2021 spat of, or 2021 slate of SNL shows. So hopefully when they come back after the Winter Olympics in fucking March, is that true? That we're not going to have a fucking live show until March? I'm not sure. No, no. I thought... Like, based on what I was reading on Reddit, I don't think so, but Reddit is not the best source. <laughs> I was say, it's either going to be late January, and then they take another hiatus for the Olympics, or it's going to be late February, early March. So, I don't know when we're going to be live recapping again, guys. Um, but until then, we will be recording classic no we have a classic episode coming out next week it will be the final episode of season two hosted by buck henry i cannot remember who the musical guest was forgive me and then after that i think we're gonna try to finish live from new york do you have your book back yes i do (laughs) okay so uh we're gonna finish season two we're going to finish live from New York and then it will either be live episodes or season three. So uh, you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcast, which is wherever you're listening to this now. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends all that good shit. Find us on social media at Sat Night High Pod. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, and Twitter, Gilda usually live tweets, and I post on Reddit sometimes. Um, okay, so I got notifications from Reddit a few weeks ago. It was like, you have responses to your comment. And I was like, I haven't fucking commented on shit. What are you talking about? And then I figured it was you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I normally live tweet, but once I figured out this week's episode wasn't going to be live, I said, fuck it. Um... Yeah. Decided to go make out with Hottie instead. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah. So until whatever the fuck we record again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. Happy highs. Happy highs. <laughs>